1: Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 82 of Ghost in the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. I am Phil Sams. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to check out this podcast. Now, we do live stream my recordings of this podcast. So if you want to join in and get an early access, go to facebook.com slash ghostinthenight. That is where I do all my uh, recordings for each episode. I love to have you in there. We got one in there already, Frankie. Good to see you here, Frankie. Thank you for checking in tonight. Sorry I'm late on this podcast or this live stream, I should say, but had some things come up and we... Just couldn't avoid it, so. but we're here now, only half an hour late. Glad everybody's joining us. Now, today I want to talk about something a little different. I'm going to keep this one short since last week was a little bit longer of an episode with my conversation with Keith Linder from the Bothell Hell House and the Ghost Adventures episode, Demons in Seattle. But really, talking to him sparked a thought in me that... I think needs to be addressed. That my conversation with him was very interesting. I enjoyed talking to him. That was the second time I talked to him, but I learned something new. I and I made it, I had a realization, and I really wanted to emphasize this. So, I want to talk about paranormal responsibility. Now, I know I mentioned I was going to talk about energy vampires. I might touch on that a little bit at the end of this episode, but I'll probably you know go dive in a little bit deeper into it next week or in an upcoming episode because I think what I want to talk about tonight the paranormal responsibility topic is so very important and I think it needs to be addressed now what sparked this concept or this idea in my head was something that Keith said during his my interview with him now I know I'm going to I'm going to kind of rehash some things from last week's episode. So if you've watched last week's episode or you were on the live stream of last week's episode, I apologize if you're getting extra or bonus or hearing it again, I should say. But I think it's it's really prevalent and I need to address it right here and right now. Now, if you're not familiar with the Keith Under story, he was he lived in a house, he rented a home in Bothell, Washington, and it had a had activity. And I've done several episodes on this house, but one thing that I I knew from talking to him in the past, but I really learned a lot more in our last conversation from episode 81, is that he verified that the people in the previous tenants had activity as well. And he gave this information to... Ghost Adventures, their research department or the producers, whomever he gave their information to. They didn't follow up on it. And as we talked about in last week's episode, they pushed the narrative of hoaxing and Keith was out to actually probably, you know, just get some notoriety and not really, the activity wasn't real. Or it was blown up and he was attention seeking with the their... Demons in the Seattle episode, and they continued that thought with their Screaming Room um, episode that aired recently. But the more I learned about this previous tenant and talking with Keith and going through it, and her story or that family story is very fascinating, so I'm just going to touch on it real quick here. They had a lot of the same activity Keith had shadow figures they thought this place was a living hell it ruined their life while they were there i said it in in, uh, i think episode 80 as well the babysitter took or the nanny whatever took the the child out of the home one day because they couldn't handle those two it was so scary in that house that day so they had just as much activity in that house as keith did Ghost Adventures didn't follow up on it. Now, one thing new that I learned in our conversation, which really started to get my wheels turning when it comes to our responsibility as paranormal investigators or as anybody dealing with the paranormal or going into homes, we have to take this seriously. And this lady, I believe her name was Rhonda, while she was living in that home, there was a suicide attempt. Keith documented it. Keith, you know, looked at or heard the 911 calls. Police showed up. She, you know, she made the attempt a suicide attempt. And she was talking like there was somebody else there when nobody else was there. So it was serious. This lady had some serious issues. She had some serious problems in in this home. And Ghost of interest did not follow up with this lady whatsoever and the one thing that I learned that was new that really really got me going in this direction of paranormal responsibility is towards the end of our conversation in episode 81 I learned from Keith that she finally succeeded in committing suicide got hit by a train essentially and so this got me thinking what happened in that house obviously affected her in so many ways. Now, this, you know, you can say she had other issues. You can say she had mental issues, which is fine. Did the paranormal cause the mental issues or were the mental issues cause of the paranormal? Was she, was she out there a little bit? I mean, that's a chicken for the egg kind of conversation. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter which caused which. The fact is, a life was lost. She could not handle what was going on in that house, or what was going on in that house. I should say, affected her in such a way that it ended up costing her her life. From my tone, I hope you don't don't think that I'm accusing or blaming her suicide or blaming her death on Ghost Adventures, because they didn't reach out, they didn't follow up. That's not the point of this, that's not what I'm trying to say. But as paranormal investigators, they have, every paranormal investigator has a responsibility to actually help those people that they come in contact with, whether they are investigating their home, or they just get reached out to by these people who are having issues who are struggling with some type of paranormal activity <coughs> excuse me they have the responsibility to do something about it. they have they don't have to fix the problem but they have to actually make an attempt and most importantly they can't make things worse i don't do a lot of private investigations I've been out on a few private investigations, and I take those very seriously because the fact of the matter is if you look at what paranormal research or paranormal investigating is, you could be stirring up something. You could be making it worse. So as a paranormal investigator, you have to take this seriously. You have to go into every private investigation knowing that you can make things worse. That has to be on the back of your mind. And if you just go in free and willy and just you know, start trying to communicate or being a little bit more aggressive. You could stir up some things that can make things worse. And I think this lady could have benefited from a little help, external help, whether it be from Ghost Adventures or another paranormal teams, Because dealing with the paranormal is very traumatic to some people. Me, not so much. I can deal with it. I look for the, the activity. I'm okay with it. I go out looking for it. If, you know, I started having activity in this house, which, you know, some strange things have happened, and we've done episodes about this particular location as well. And my previous homes, which had activity, abundance of activity, these people need help. They they are obviously, if they make the attempt to go out and search for a team they have to, they're having a problem. And so these teams who go into these houses have to take it seriously and they have to be aware that not meaning to, but they can make things worse. I'm not saying people mean to make things worse, but they can stir up some stuff that can make things worse, could even end in death. So this is serious business. Now, I, like I said, I've done a few private investigations or in people's homes Um, And I remember one of the first ones I did was somebody very close to me. And when this person reached out to me and said, hey, I want you to come up and kind of spend some time in this house, do a little investigation, see what you get. I said, okay, I'll come up. But as soon as I hung up the phone, I was like, okay, I need to be, I need to really think about this and know what I'm getting into. And because I don't want to make it worse. I don't want my conduct or my activities in that home to make things worse and put these people in a worse position than what they were before I left. And this is very difficult to do. You don't know for sure whether or not you are. You are doing what or you are stirring things up. It's a crapshoot honestly. But if you follow basic rules And just do the right thing, whether it be no provoking, analyzing the atmosphere in the room. Because that's very important. I'm a firm believer in energy when it comes to the paranormal. You have to be able to understand what's going on in that atmosphere or that environment at that time. And if you feel something is a little off, you might need to back off or push it away or tone things down. So we as paranormal investigators have a responsibility to do what's best for the client or person who is seeking help. And this really goes for even places, you know, these pay-to-play places. You know, you don't want to go stirring up some stuff. You, How you investigate can really have an effect on the environment. So you need to Keep that in mind whenever you're dealing with the paranormal, whenever you're dealing with the spirit world. You have to be very serious and be conscious of that fact. So, like I was saying with my story, I was really concerned about this person who, when they reached out to me, so I, you know, reached out to people I knew, you know, hey, how should I proceed? Because this is somebody that was close to me. I care about this person. I didn't want to make things worse. So I reached out and, you know, I got some advice from people, you know, just be polite essentially. You know, it's kind of corny to say that, but just do your stuff, be respectful of what's there until you know exactly what's going on. But that's the that's the tricky thing about the paranormal. You never truly know what's going on. You can have a gut feeling and I think the gut feeling is very important, but you never Truly know what's going on because this is a crapshoot. Nobody is an expert. We are still guessing in the dark. and I've said this in the past. We are asking questions and we're not even 100% sure of the question, what the question is, but we're answering it. We're trying to find answers to that. So you need to be very aware of the surroundings, the environment, the energy in the room, or in the location, and don't aggravate what is already there now how do you do that and I've kind of touched on this a little bit before provoking I'm not a big provoker but I'm not completely 100% against it if the situation arises to where you need to be a little bit more aggressive then by all means be more aggressive if you feel that something is attaching yourself to you or attacking you in one way shape or form you have the right, because I'm a firm believer that when it comes to more negative type energy, you really control the power. They, I look at it a negative or evil type spirit, for lack of a better word, or ghost or whatever, non-human, demon, I hate to use the word demon, we know this from if you've listened to me in any manner. You you have the power, and if you are weak, I don't mean that in a bad way, but if you are scared, if you are weak, if you are you know, not in your best frame of mind, that will cause them to be drawn to you. They will feed off your energy and do things to provoke you. Now, you do need to project a little strength in those situations to say, hey, this is my realm. I'm in control here. You will not attach yourself to me. You will not enter me. You will not do anything I do not want you to do. So if you need to be a little bit more aggressive, that's okay. That's fine when it's just you. But when you are in somebody else's home or you are doing a private investigation where people are looking for answers, you have to walk a very, very fine line. And, you know, you have to take it serious. And if somebody is reaching out to you or you catch wind of this, you have a responsibility to actually try to do something about it. And let's go back to the Rhonda from the Keith Linder story. Now, I'm, like I said, I'm not blaming Ghost Adventures for her passing. She probably has some issues. Like I said, we don't know whether what caused what, whether her issues caused the paranormal or her par- the paranormal stuff in that home caused Her mental issues, because when anybody commits suicide, they have mental issues. There's no way around it. They are not in the right frame of mind. Now, could this been avoided? Probably not. But could also with Ghost Adventures, with their deep pockets, could they, if they reached out and talked to her, could they maybe found some help, found her some help, whether it be mental help or the paranormal help? Because obviously things. Might not have, might not have been as bad, but things did continue in some way, shape, or form because she ended up succeeding in taking her own life. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm, I don't want you to think that I'm blaming them for this, but they could have passed on some valuable information. So, we or any paranormal investigator has a responsibility. If somebody reaches, I get letters all the time, or emails all the time about people that are having activity or something has happened, and they want my advice. I have a responsibility to give my opinion and give my thoughts on the situation and do it as respectfully as possible. You know, I can't downplay it, and I can't say, you know what, don't worry about it. I can't do that. But I can't tell them to be aggressive, and here's what you need to do. Because when you're dealing with something in like an email situation, like what I get into a lot, You don't get the full picture. Just hearing their story doesn't give you the full, you don't understand what is happening, the energy of that location. And here's exactly what I tell everybody that contacts me with some sort of issue or some sort of problem. You know, I say, hey, tell me exactly what's going on. When does it happen? How do you feel when these things happen? I'm not talking about are you sick or whatever. I'm talking about Are you feeling, you know, a heavy energy or, sure, I guess sick, too, you know, nauseous or what is happening around you at the time when you are experiencing this stuff? And when did it start? Has anything happened in the past, in the recent past to maybe spark something? Have you been doing some stuff with, you know, some darker stuff or opening yourself up to some sort of activity type stuff? What is the story? Why? Tell me why you think that is happening. You know, once I get, you know, I dig a little deeper and understand, have a better understanding of what their issue is and possibly what caused it. You know, I give them advice and I give pretty much everybody the same advice. You know, if you feel like something's negative, go with your gut. If you feel like it's just, you know, a quirky little Casper type spirit, you know, let it go, interact with it, acknowledge its presence if you hear a knock on the wall, but you have to investigate. You have to investigate that knock on the wall because things happen and things, you have to know what your home or the location sounds like naturally because things with moisture and temperature and everything, wind and outside environmental stuff, you have to, be familiar with the sounds each home makes or your location makes and when something is a little bit out of the ordinary you have to be you have to you know look at that you have to investigate that and that is what an investigator does and that is what anybody who is experiencing something should do i you know you hear that i've done an episode on this about you shouldn't investigate your own home that's that's bullshit if you are having an activity in your home that you might you feel or you are scared you have to understand what's going on so you have to do a little investigation you have to ask questions and if the subject or the activity warrants it you have to reach help or get help and that's what I always tell people who reach out to me you know hey find out what's going on trust your gut how do you feel if you think something's a little bit negative okay, let's go from there. You know, what? What's, what's it doing? You know, are you having night terrors? Are you getting scratched? Are you just hearing disembodied voices? You know, I, you need specifics and you need to really, you need to really actually say, hey, let's look at this rationally. And if something feels a little bit more negative, don't be afraid to reach out. I mean, you have to be picky when you go with each team's you know, do your research, and if you are of a religious background or you have a strong faith, don't be afraid to contact the church. Let's see here. I'm glad for everybody's who's watching live. Thank you, everybody. Barbara, how you doing? Frankie, Robert's here. Appreciate all of you. But, you know, be sure to, if you're watching live, you know, give your opinions. Um, Donna asked, do you tell them facts or your opinions? That's honestly a great question. And here's why I'm saying that's a great question. Everything's an opinion. We don't have facts when it comes to the paranormal. We do not know with one hundred percent certainty what it is. Now we have some people have experiences or experience and they have a better understanding. I have dived into this in the past episodes. Even people with special abilities, you know, psychic mediums and past. They're not right a hundred percent of the time. They're they are still reading the energy. They are still getting input from something and they have to interpret that. So it's always going to be an opinion. It's always going to be a guess. Because the nothing is ever one with one hundred percent certainty when it comes to the paranormal. You know, I've spoken about this in the past. You know, you never know truly what you're dealing with. Frankie can attest to this. Um, we've gotten Satan on the ghost box. Satan wasn't at, I believe, the Dollhouse, and I think we have got it at Rawls Opera House. You know, Satan wasn't there. It was something else pretending, trying to get a rise out of us, trying to scare us. You know, there's only w- one way to truly know that kind of stuff is you have to be in that environment. You have to be in that moment and read the energy in the room. Go with your gut. So to answer your question, it's always going to be an opinion. Now, some people's opinion, let's be honest, are better than other people's opinion. And it's a bias. But as long as you're truthful and you understand what you're getting into and know that you might be wrong, there's nothing wrong with giving an opinion. There's no facts. It's just an educated guess. Because if we had facts on this and we knew 100% What the facts are, none of us would be here. I wouldn't be talking to you because there'd be no need for me to talk to you. I'm not the type of person that, I don't know everything. I learn something every day in life, just not the paranormal. So I give my opinion. And that is why I tell somebody to, especially when they reach out to me to, hey, find somebody, if you can't handle the situation or you feel it's getting too big for you or you're feeling that you're in danger, we all have that, that sense when something is about to pop off or that dread. We all have that little sense, or that little tingle in the back of our head saying, Oh, something's about to go down. Trust it. And if you're in a situation or in a, in a place with activity and you feel dread or you feel negative energy, get help. Always get help that's best for you. If you're a religious person... Go to the church. If you are just a strong-willed person like, you know, m- myself, you know, hey, I'm going to handle this. This this is my home. You're not going to come into my home and take over my place. This is my realm. I emerge here. Now, I've been very fortunate, like I've said in the past, I've broken just about every rule when it comes to the paranormal that you can break, and I've done it on purpose just to kind of see, hey, what's going to happen here? But not everybody is like has that mindset. not everybody can be that forceful, so they need to get outside help, whether it be a paranormal team, like I said, do your research. just don't get any paranormal team or the first one that contacts you back. ask them questions, what's their experience. But you have to go with your gut and it is our responsibilities or anybody that does a paranormal investigation is their responsibility to put the location first and if there's somebody living in that location their well-being first and you can never i wouldn't and this is my personal preference if i'm going to an investigation or i'm dealing with somebody that i not completely sure it's paranormal i've been on investigations where you know i'm not I wasn't one hundred percent sold that they were dealing with everything I shouldn't say that everything they were experiencing was paranormal there was some environmental aspects to this that you know were having an effect whether it be high e m f now you know those were having an effect on the person and the or the family members and those symptoms are caused by that kind of stuff now I'm not saying It was 100% that. It could have been a mix. And I, you know, I told this person this, hey, this is what, you know, Frankie, I'm going to talk about this when Frankie was there. This family was having, you know, activity. And through our investigation, through talking, I interviewed him first and was talking to him before everybody else got there. You know, and their experiences or their activity was kind of random. Um, it wasn't, it was kind of clustered around the the younger person and, you know, so I kind of was getting a feeling they had, had experiences in the past the mother have had, you know, has had some sort of experience all her life which, you know, is very possible, that's very common people, it's almost like it's hereditary, it can be passed down your mother might have a lot of experiences so you might have a lot of experiences it's just your family is a magnet for ghost or the paranormal. There's no rhyme or reason to it. But through talking to them and then doing the investigation, we found. Now, we had some members of the team actually, you know, think this place was truly 100% haunted. Um, They were dealing with ghosts. They were going after the child, which I'm not saying they were wrong. That's very well could be, but that's not the only thing that was going on there. There was high high EMF pumping through a wall that could explain a lot of the activity or a lot of the feelings of dread and what was going on right there in the bedroom where the young person slept. Now, I'm not saying it was 100% that. We don't know. I I can't say it was a spirit or a ghost causing that, or the EMF. I know EMF has this effect on people, so we have to take both into account. And that is the responsibility of an investigator to actually tell this person that. And that is what I told that person that, you know, in the course of the evening. I was like, hey, I think you have some activity. And you know, I had an experience today, or Frankie can attest to this, you know, on a, a response on a ghost box and I'm not going to go dive too deep into it, but, you know, something came through on the ghost box that was addressed to me, and it was kind of freaky because it's, they were hitting a topic that nobody, well, I shouldn't say nobody, most people don't know about. I don't go sharing this with a lot of people, and they, you know, they were pushing that button for me. So there's something at that location. Now, I'm not saying it was 100% the spirit, or a spirit world, or environmental, it's a combination of both. And that's what you're going to find in the paranormal. It's always going to be a combination of the both. You can't, you have to have your feet on both sides. You can't just be one or the other. But anyway, I got sidetracked. There was activity there. I told them this. I said, yes, you have activity in my just talking with them. But hey, you do have some EMF stuff going on here. You have some environmental stuff going on here. Do this kind of stuff. You know, here's what you need to do. Maybe move the bed here. Oh, did I lose the live the live stream? I guess I lost the live stream. Oh, uh oh. Anyway, well if you're still if you can hear me. Sorry. But um do this kind of stuff and uh see what happens. Move the bed, be aware of this and see if things perk up or you know, see if things die down. You know, you have to continue to analyze the environment. And that is my responsibility. That was what was best or the way I, what I thought was the best for that person. I'm, But I'm not going to tell them, eh, it's just 100%. You know, it's just EMF. It's just infrasound. It's just confirmation bias. You're just crazy. I'm not going to say that to anybody, even if I actually think it, I'm not going to say it to them because, well, I'm not going to come out and say it in that way. If I said that Hey, don't worry about it. It's nothing. And it turned out to be something. We could have a situation like what happened with the previous tenant at the Bothell house. And that is on me. I think we should always and I mean always give both sides to the story and plant your feet in both cuz we don't 100% know what it is. We're dealing with there's something paranormal going on, but we don't know what that paranormal is. And I've already went longer. Uh, I'm spending way too much time on this top topic, so we will definitely get back to. Uh, I will do a, the energy vampires, which is kind of fascinating, in an upcoming episode. So I apologize if you tuned in for the energy vampire portion of this episode. I apologize, but I wanted to keep this under half an hour since I went so long last week. But you know, just to summarize, we have a responsibility to the location, to the people that to do our best and to not make things worse. And when you provoke, when you do say certain certain things, and when you even project a certain kind of energy, you could stir some stuff up. And you have to be very conscious of that when you go into somebody's home. And that's all I'm saying. And you have to give them better benefit of the doubt, even if you think they're crazy, even if you think. There's the rational explanation for all of it. Their feelings, their mental state, their thoughts play a role in it. And you have to take that into account. Just because you didn't experience something there, and this goes back to the Ghost Adventures episode of Demons in Seattle, just because you didn't experience anything there or you don't think anything is there doesn't mean it's 100% backed. It doesn't mean nothing's, not a thing is there. It just means you didn't get anything. But you have to take that person at their word and you have to be respectful of what they are experiencing. So that is goal number one for anybody that does paranormal investigating, anybody that goes into somebody's home. You have a responsibility to not make it worse or do your best to not stir things up. I'm not saying, you know, you can stir some things up, open a portal and not even know you're doing it. You have to do your best and be conscious of that. And I think if you're conscious of it, you're going to project that energy into the environment. And that's all you can do. But we have to be aware of it. Um, I think, like I said, I'll get to the uh, energy vampire episode in a future episode. I ran a little bit long here. Thank you for everybody that showed up on the live stream. I live stream my recordings of each and every podcast now. Um, that's who, if you notice how I'm talking to people, they are commenting, or they are talking amongst themselves, at least they were, I think, the live stream went down, it looks like to me, but, oh well, hopefully, I don't know, nobody's commenting now and it doesn't have a picture, so, I guess something's all screwed up, oh well, Oh, I got good internet, anyway, um, generally I do it, live stream it, if you... And it's always the week before, so Wednesday nights at ten o'clock, I record the episode. I live stream my recording of the episode for the following week, so you get early access to every. Oh, okay. So you can still see me, Frankie. I can't even see. You you know, I'm showing. Says something's wrong with the video. As long as you guys can still see me, um. Okay. Um, but. What was I talking about? Damn it, I can't multitask. Oh, yeah, live streaming. Um, So if you want to get early access, if you want to interact with me while I'm uh, doing an episode, that's, you know, why I wanted to do this. But it won't be out till the following week, and I need a drink because am talking too much. But, so, and plus it gives me a little something to do, and it makes me uh, actually sit down, my happy ass down and record. I, you know, sometimes I put things off in... This makes me um, do it. But like I said, this will be air next week on my uh, regular podcast feed, however you're taking your po- podcast. If you liked the episode, if you like the podcast, be sure to share it with somebody and don't be afraid to, you know. There was a time, and Frankie can attest to this, and any Robert Perk probably can attest to this. There was a time, you know, you couldn't talk about this. Everybody has an experience. Everybody is a skeptic. But even the most harsh skeptic, if you tell them you're into the paranormal, they'll say something. And then 15 minutes later, they'll say, but one time I had this experience. Everybody's had some some kind of weird experience. It doesn't mean it's always paranormal. It just means they've had something they can't explain. And that's what the paranormal is. It's just things we can't explain. And we are just looking for answers. So share the podcast with anybody. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Ghost of the Night it's real simple. Um, there's a podcast episode for every, or a podcast video for every episode. Um, do you have some extra videos there? We, uh, I'm working on a few. We uh, did a little investigation. Frankie and I were talking about, and we're going to go back to the place because it is super super active. He's been blowing my phone up. Seems like every night with new revelations. I have just now started to go through some of my ev- or my footage and my recordings of that previous investigation since we could get out into the world and we're not quarantined as much. Um, We're heading back, like I said. It should be interesting. Hopefully, there'll be an extra bonus investigation video and there might be another On the Hunt um, episode of the podcast, which I don't know exactly how I'm going to do the On the Hunt episodes um, for the live streaming. I might, because for anybody who's new to the show, Beyond On the Hunt is where I actually play video and audio of an actual, actual investigation, whether it be a spirit box session, EVP session. I play the actual footage on the podcast. Now, if you watch the video form of the podcast, you get the video of it. If you just uh, listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Wherever you're taking your podcast, you just naturally you're just hearing it. But I don't know how I'm going to do the live stream version of that. I might just play it for you guys and I'll talk to you guys while it's playing and maybe pop in and make a comment. Which you know, the first one's going to be a little rough. I don't know. If you have a comment, let me know. Maybe you can tell me how I should do it because I do enjoy the on the hunt portions of or on the hunt episodes because you know it gives you a first-hand look at what we do what I do what we do and plus it's there're a little bit easier I've done most of the work already I don't have to sit here you know a little lazy at times which is why I'm doing the live stream um but follow me on twitter at night underscore ghost uh interact with me there if you have a story you want to tell I'd love to hear your story I can share it on the podcast or if you want to come on the podcast and share it that's you're more than welcome to do that. You can send me an email at podcast at com. Um, what else? What else? What else? What another. We do have... I'm going to have a few more, uh, interviews lined up. Hopefully. I think Roberts, who was on the... was on the live feed. I don't know if he still is, because I can't see anything now. Oh, shit. What happened? Um... Anyway, uh, Robert's going to come on and, you know, share his knowledge of the paranormal. I'm going to reach out to some bigger names. Hopefully we can get them on. And then, like I said, I'll, I'll kind of tap into this energy vampire thing and give my thoughts on that in a future episode. Um, if you want to support the podcast, that would greatly appreciate it. You know, I want to keep it free as much as possible. We do have a Patreon account where I do do some bonus stuff on there, bonus videos that aren't available. On the podcast feed or the YouTube, head on over to uh, Patreon.com/slash. I think it's Gitm Podcast, I believe. There's a if you go to GhostInTheNightPodcast.com, there's a link there. Um, we do have a paranormal podcast merchandise. Pick up a T-shirt. Um, that's a great way to support the podcast. Um, I Robert said the hats were out, which I did notice. I don't know what's going on with their hats. Um, I use Spreadshirt, so I don't know what's going on. All the hats are sold out or out of stock, so I don't know what the hell's going on with that. That's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for if you joined the uh, live stream, and, or if you're checking this out through the week on your podcast, favorite podcast app. Thank you for checking it out. Be sure to subscribe however you take in the podcast. And don't forget to YouTube. I'm really disappointed with YouTube. I don't get a lot of action on YouTube. I get more views on my live feed or live stream than I do YouTube. I don't understand it, but that's okay. I'm happy with the amount of downloads I get on the podcast, but I don't know what's going on with YouTube. I guess they just don't like me. That's okay. But, you know, subscribe to it and maybe we can get more get the word out a little bit more. Um like I said, leave me a comment, let me know what you think about the podcast or if you have a story. So that's going to wrap it up. We'll see you next week, and take care, everybody.